was the call last night on TNT. The three words everybody in Philly has been dreading. Embiid is down. Uh, Joel Embiid injured in that loss to the Warriors last night. He's going to have an MRI later today on that knee. It sounds like, according to Nick Nurse, this is unrelated to other issues that were going on in that knee. We got a lot to talk about, and we will dive into what this does to the NBA MVP market and how all of your Embiid MVP tickets might as well be used for kindling right now (laughs) and what to do to perhaps save yourself in the NBA MVP market in just a couple of minutes. But welcome into BetQL Daily for a Wednesday here on the BetQL Network live coast to coast and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. It's free. Download it today. Take us with you wherever you're going. And, of course, get us as a podcast later, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And appreciate you watching the show as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql. I'm Chris Mack alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. We will get into that MVP conversation. Brad Spielberger, a pro football focus for his weekly visit in the middle of the second hour. Reed Wallach to talk college hoops just after Brad. Plenty to talk about. Prop-wise in the Super Bowl, we'll power rank some of our favorite props for the big game. We'll continue our NFL year in review in the final hour today, looking at the NFC North with the recently eliminated Detroit Lions. And we'll go off the board as well. One team changing ownership, going from the old staid owner to the venture capitalists. What does it mean in Baltimore? All that on the way, but let's start in the NFL where one guy says, speaking of Detroit, and speaking of the Baltimore-Washington area, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Commanders? No, I'm cool. Um, ben Johnson, guys, is staying put in Detroit as their offensive coordinator. So, what the heck does Washington do now? Where do they turn? They still haven't interviewed Mike Vrabel. Uh, they did interview Bill Belichick at one point, but kind of walked away from that. What does ownership want to do? And I'm going to start with you, Aaron, uh, because you're closer to this than the two of us. But what the heck is the next play? I mean, you've got this, this is not the same kind of ownership group, for example, down in Dallas, where Jerry Jones goes to the Senior Bowl and makes lewd overtures via Yahoo Sports to Bill Belichick. <laughs> this is, you know, like basically winking and kissing at the camera. Um this is this is Josh Harris and the new commander's ownership that want to make a name for themselves, but they're kind of left with their shorts out in the wind now because where do they turn for the the head coaching position? Great question. And apparently Ben Johnson let the new ownership know as they were flying to Detroit. That's like planning a date and saying, you know what? Uh, our date's in five minutes and I changed my mind. I'm no longer interested. It's obviously worse, but we've been talking about it since the new ownership has been in place. Like, they've got to get this right. They've got to get the new head coach right. And now they're kind of left out in the cold with this situation. It seemed like they were a bit surprised uh, from what I saw yesterday, even though they're going to act like, oh, yeah, we've had some great interviews. We'll be fine. I don't know, Joe. I think they wanted Ben Johnson. Oh, there's no doubt they wanted Ben Johnson. They had all their eggs in that basket and looked what happened. Wait, Boomer, I thought it was a lock. Wasn't it a lock a week ago? Boomer Sison was telling everyone. Uh, Shefty was right. He said it on Monday. He said, you know, everybody's got these things, like no doubters, 
Ben Johnson to Washington, Dan Quinn to Seattle. One, if not both, are not going to happen. And uh, he he's dead on about that one uh, with, with this one. And we're still sitting here with two openings and Belichick and Vrabel are free agents. I, how do you start the season with both of them being free agents when you have two teams that they're not quite sure what to do? Like there are a couple of obvious, obvious answers here. Um, what about Belichick to Washington? Is that That's, crazy? I think it makes a lot of sense. It has to I still just, be alive. Right? Yeah. I just look at, okay, If what, what are the organizations that want Belichick? I would say the organizations that are looking for a fresh start, that kind of, not a Band-Aid, but a transition period. You know he's not going to be there long term, but let's bring some professionalism to the building. Let's clean all the crap out. Tell us everything we're doing wrong. Like, Washington checks every single box. Does he want to deal with, you know, a, a rookie quarterback and, and some yeah. of that? But maybe watching what happened with C.J. Stroud last year uh, would make him change his mind if he was hesitant on that. But to me, it seems quite obvious. I mean, look, look. I mean, what's obvious to us isn't to others. There have been some surprise hires thus far. But if I'm running things, these two orgs, like, these two guys are getting the last two jobs, but I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. And, well, in three and a half weeks ago, I would have heard all those arguments against going to Washington for Belichick because it was like, well, it's Bill, it's Bill Belichick. He can pick and choose. But now it's it's not so easy. Like for Belichick, it's mm-hmm. I want to coach. I want to get my final, what is it, 12 or 13 wins or whatever I need to pass Shula. Um and, oh, does it mean I have to go to Washington with inexperienced owners and I don't know what my quarterback situation is? Yeah, but you got a couple building blocks up front on defense and you can build the thing in your image, right? You can mm-hmm. full, go full on Belichick. You, you know, the old Parcells line about buying the groceries and cooking the meal, Aaron. Like, I got to think now, as opposed to a month ago, Washington's a lot more attractive to Belichick. That's what worries me, though. Do we want Bill Belichick buying the groceries here in Washington? Because it hasn't worked out that well in New England. And now with the new ownership, you've already got Adam Peters, the new GM in place. Are they going to butt heads? This could be a little disaster, a disaster, and I'm here for it if there is drama and chaos. Um, but I'm not sure how that's gonna go. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a lock that that's smooth sailing. Well, I know it's Bill Belichick, but the GM's in place, which means to me that he's the one that would have more power. He'd be the one probably doing the hiring, or at least having some sort of say in that. Um, yeah, Belichick would have to give some of that up, I think. But that yeah. wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Maybe that's something he's coming to grips with. Like, I give up Hopefully. some of this power or I'm not coaching at the start of the season. Like, that's probably what he's trying to balance. And, and Aaron, I got to say, I mean, you're closer to it and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I found it quite amusing yesterday. I didn't realize how many commanders homers are in the media there. Just watching some of the stuff that was coming out of the D.C. area, I'm like, they're talking about this job like it's a one job out there. Like they've got Herbert or something. We got the number two pick. We got all this cap space. I don't want Ben Johnson. Dude, you're in the media. Shut the hell up. Do you understand the dumpster fire that you've been covering your entire career? I, I, I couldn't believe some of the crap that was coming out of there. 
I think it's delusional. And I also think that people are in denial. Like Ben Johnson saw this and was like, nah, I'm good. I'll yeah. sit this one out and stay in Detroit. It's not even that sexy of an opportunity. No. Like he decided to pass on it and stay. I also heard he was asking for a lot of money that teams he were was. taken aback by it. Yeah. So just good for him. Report a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and everybody's like, there's no way he's asking for 15 million. Maybe he was. Yeah. I mean, good for him. He's going to make sure if he leaves the comfort of Detroit, the relative comfort of Detroit, he's going to get paid to do so. The other part of this, and I saw Jake mention this in our uh, our messages on the side here. Um, Dallas, like I said, I mentioned Jerry, but like that's sitting out there. If you're Dan Quinn, I, do you necessarily want to leave Dallas if you can jump over McCarthy's cold, dead body halfway through next season and into the head coaching job? If you're... Anybody else, if you're Belichick, you know, and like I said, Jerry is basically making goo-goo eyes at you and playing footsie under the the camera of Yahoo Sports. Do you want to necessarily jump at Washington if you know the Cowboys might be available a year from now? Um, the, The NFC East from Dallas to Philly in their coordinator shuffle to the Giants and Saquon and Danny Dimes and, you know, Tommy Cutlets late in the year, all the way down to Washington, and nobody wants to coach them. It's a beautiful, beautiful, sordid soap opera. It is the the NFC East and the beautiful. It should be on right after the Young and the Restless. Uh, we will get into the Super Bowl and some of our favorite props in just a couple of minutes. But let's talk about Embiid. Um, Joe, you won your Warriors bet last night. That was a good call by you because I guess if we knew Embiid was going to play, we knew it wouldn't be 100% Embiid. He did end up playing, but not just for the injury prior that was bothering him in that left knee. He then has Jonathan Kaminga land on that left knee and looks like hyperextended, gets helped off the court, MRI scheduled later today. And everyone, like I said to start the show, who's holding Embiid MVP tickets has to figure out what step two is after step one, light them on fire. Yeah, they're dead, right? Yeah. I mean, as, as far as last night, uh, Maxi did not play, but he, even before this injury, I guess, since we're separating all of them, even before this one, he was not all that effective last night. He missed 13 of his 18 shot attempts, and then this happens, but this is always the concern with Embiid. So we see him dropping in some sports books this morning down to 15 to 1. Like, you might as well make that a lot higher, but we're pro- they're probably waiting until we get closer and closer to the mark where. Uh, missed games is the factor and he's ineligible for the MVP. But yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's that misses so much. So he got the award when he was out there for the full season. Maybe that's going to be the only one of his career. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. This is what happens with some bigs. And that's why a lot of people have, have gone towards building around some of the star wing players as opposed to bigs. Like the lifespan is much shorter. Injuries start piling up. And for Embiid, unfortunately, um, it started at a very young stage in his career. And once it starts, it usually doesn't stop, Aaron. Yeah, and we've also been saying it's tough to place a bet on Embiid for MVP because of his style of play. Um, he ends up on the floor a lot and he ends up injured. It's just, it's risky unless you're getting really, really good value. Like why even take that risk? Um, we had Von Dalzell on yesterday. He was like, even before this happened, Hey, I'm just going to 
put my money on Shea, I think those odds got a little bit shorter. What, from four to one down to pretty much three, three to one? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I, I liked his argument about maybe there is some fatigue um, with Jokic. But uh, and I just don't think I can do the Luca thing. Like the fact that they he just always plays so many minutes. He's probably he's in the Embiid category for me. And I don't know if I could put my money on that one, Chris. Yeah, no, it, there, there's just no value really left anywhere. Um, you know, Giannis is seven to one now. I don't like the the idea of betting on the guy who's now being coached by Doc and whose team has been in such turmoil all year. Um, you mentioned Luca at five to one. Do we even really know how, you know, how deep do the Mavs go this year? If, if anywhere, um, they're in the plan now, that's the problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, Luca's not winning MVP. If the Mavs don't, don't finish in the top six, um, SGA, I like, I mean, I I'll, I'll bet him over his point prop every single game, but that doesn't amount. I don't, I don't know. There's no, there's not enough value left there for him right now at three to one. Um, and Jokic is gone. Um, it, it, hopefully you got Jokic much earlier when there was still some value based on the fact that Embiid uh, was still playing regularly. But the MVP market is kind of shot right now, Joe. Like there's, unless you can see somebody way down the board absolutely catching fire in the last three months, two and a half months, which I, I don't. I don't see anybody down there. Tatum, Durant, Edwards, Kawhi. Yeah, that's the tough part. Um, I do think team success is part of this. So you mentioned top six. And, yeah, we've seen some outliers fall in that sixth spot and win it, like Russell Westbrook. Um, but I thought that was a special situation that yeah. you really need to be higher. You probably need to be top three um, in your given conference. So the look at numbers are staggering. But you've got to see more team success. Could they move up uh, over in the Western Conference? Well, they're a couple games out of being the five. So, yeah, but can they get higher? I don't know. I think if we're kind of moving down this list, we're quickly eliminating guys, right? Like, um, if you're going to, Embiid's the fifth favorite still, even though the numbers just jumped. If we're going to eliminate him, are we going to eliminate Tatum? Some will. Uh, Betham Jam has him 66 to one, probably. We're probably down to two or three guys. So, you know, most people believe it's either Jokic or SGA. Maybe, maybe it's Giannis. Maybe. maybe uh, but they Milwaukee's have a tough schedule. To, yeah, tough schedule the rest of the way. They're going to figure some things out the rest of the way, too. Uh, yeah. Pacers come close in Boston. At least they cover. Knicks run their winning streak to eight. Plenty of college hoops to talk about as well. Reed Wallach joins at the end of the next hour. But coming up next, we power rank our favorite Super Bowl props. Alongside Joe and Aaron, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily.